0: My name is Lamar Hurd, and this is Season Opener. I'm excited for you to meet our guest because not only is he a standout football player at Georgia Tech, but he is one of the most well-rounded athletes you will ever encounter. And as he puts it, he's looking to live a life bigger than himself. Joining me today, Miles Sims. Yes, sir. I've been looking forward to this interview with you, Miles, for a few reasons. Some stuff we talked about offline a little while ago but also just digging into your resume, what you're about. I can tell you're an upstanding young man. And so I want to start it off with that. I want to know where did, where did you learn or how did you become who you are? Take me back to the uh, origins of your time growing up. Is it in Atlanta, Georgia, hometown?
1: Yeah, I grew up. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in Atlanta. I grew up on the Southwest side of Atlanta, Georgia, off of Campbellton Mm -hmm. road, uh, SWATS is what is also known as. Well, uh, I grew up with uh, my oldest brother. Um, it was just two of us. I had my mom and my dad in my life. And uh basically we just uh we were moving around a lot. Um I, I went to I went to a lot of schools, probably over five different schools, probably over seven different schools, just from elementary all the way to high school. And then I also went to two different colleges and uh just growing up, um I was just very blessed to have both of my parents in my life because they uh, kept kept me and my brother on a, sh- on a straight and narrow and just kept us focused on the on the main goal and the, the main mission and just to keep keep my parents proud and to help me and my brother motivate everyone in the house. And uh, basically, you know, um, times got hard. You know, family is what we leaned on. Family mm. and true friends you know, is what we actually leaned, up, leaned upon and just k- keeping us determined and just persevering through uh, all – all of what life has to offer, and um, you know, um, my parents and my my parents, my mother and my father kept us in church, um, mm-hmm. and kept kept us motivated through through the spirit, through the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's one of the biggest pieces because um, you know that's that's a way to live. Uh, a righteous life is the way to live, and how to achieve that is through the word and uh, spreading that and and breathing life into people. So yes, sir. It's pretty much pretty much a little bit about how we uh, grew up. Yeah, wow, that's powerful, man. Um
0: the the moving around a lot yeah. in your early stages, was that for
1: a specific reason? Uh really because when I was younger my father uh was a teacher mm-hmm. and uh my wherever my dad taught at me and my me and my brother were going to the schools in the district and um my father just wanted to be in our lives, so he uh, wherever he taught at, he was we were there. Wherever he coached at, we were there, yeah. you know. And uh, shoot, as my dad were, was getting different type of teaching jobs at different institutes and different schools, you know, we were moving around, meeting a lot of people, meeting different people, having to adjust,
0: mm. and
1: um, you know, um, knowing who we are, you know, and not losing mm. sight of that. And staying true to who we are because you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of things out there in life that that will that will try and deviate a lot of people from from uh their true mission in life and um just keeping faith um and yeah. staying staying a true believer is what what keep keeps you together
0: yeah yeah yes indeed well you are clearly very grounded and I know you're a star football player you have been for a long time but it I can see that if football even wasn't a part of your life, you'd be just fine because you mentioned knowing who you are. So I see football as an addition to your life Mm -hmm. and you are a very good football player. So I want to know when did football become a part of your life?
1: Thank you. Um, I didn't start off playing football. I can say that Um, uh, in my early stages my youth stages, um, I was more into performing arts and music, oh. music, music theory. Matter of fact, uh, learning instruments, playing instruments. I played the saxophone, piano and the guitar. So, you know, I was more so um, driven in that sense to try and find uh, an avenue in music because um, wow. both, of, both of my parents went to school in Louisiana Southern University. Okay. Southern. Oh, okay. Yeah, my mom went to Southern Lab, like Baton Rouge, okay. DR. I, so you know, human jukebox. I, I'm from Houston, Texas. Yeah, and yeah, so Baton <laughs> Rouge is
0: next door neighbors. So I already know what time it is. No, I right. already know. yes. Yeah.
1: So you yes. know, I was more so focused on, on that spectrum until okay. like until I was about like, until I was probably like second, third grade. I started playing football. Mm. Um, and I started playing football down the street from where I lived at Ben Hill. Ben Hill recreational park. Okay. Um, a lot of my good friends played at Ben Hill. A lot of, a lot of stars come, come out of Ben Hill, um, athletics. And ever since I started playing football as a young kid, I just never, never put the ball down. And initially I actually played offense. I was a quarterback. Oh, cause yeah. you're a DB now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So when I first started playing football, I was a quarterback and, um, my parents would tell you this story like it was like 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 it was yesterday, but they oh, they'll say like they'll say like on the first play of my game I was at quarterback. They snapped the ball to me, and I took my three step drop, uh-huh. and then I saw all the pressure coming around me, and uh-huh. I turned and ran the other way and scored. And for the <laughs> <other team. laughs> on me, <laughs> that's when you knew it wasn't
0: the position yeah, before yeah, you. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's when I was like, man, nah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like getting hit. So they so they moved me to so they moved me to the defensive side. They put me right there at safety. They put me at DB. Okay. And then, like the next series, I came down here and laid a kid flat, flat. Mm. Line. Boom. Mm. I was like, yeah, yeah. Hit,
0: that's hit. it. That's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. it.
1: That's wow.
0: It. So that's back in elementary school. Yeah. So you knew from then and then you only got better. So you attended Westlake High School. Yeah, And I see you came out rated as a four-star prospect uh, by by 247 sports rivals, ESPN, yeah. uh, tabbed as the number 79 overall player in the nation. That's the yeah. entire country. That's every single football <laughs> player in the country. That's the big deal, man. <laughs> uh, and a number seven cornerback in the class of 2016. So once you got to this point when, you know, you went from the young man that, that, uh, transferred from being a quarterback to now yeah. you you now you hitting people you yeah. went from that to now yeah. you top seventy nine in the country now what is that like what is the recruitment process like and what are you thinking at this
1: point? Uh, the recruitment process is is a long process and um, for me personally I enjoyed my recruitment mm. um, and I, I, I no I don't think but I know what played a big part in my recruitment process was um, my academics this is a. Yeah. Uh, this is a message that I'll give to the youth if they're looking to um, play at the next level past high school or just, you know, wanting to be better than themselves. I feel like they they should also will want to drive to attain high academics. Mm-hmm. My academics is what kept me in the door um, alongside my, my football play, because I've always personally, I've always saw football as just a platform. Only, only a platform to do bigger and better things because yeah. from the outside lens, people look at you as a, a football player. They look, oh yeah, he's six three, he's one ninety, he's a dumb jock. He could just mm-hmm. r- run up and down the field. No, uh uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. I can, I can solve a Rubik's cube in under a minute. Mm. I can, uh, I can teach you how to invest your money. I can teach you how to save. Mm. I can teach you how to build things. I can teach you how to break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school high school is the most critical part because for me personally when scouts come to recruit they're looking to see they already seen the film they know exactly who they who they're looking for they know exactly yep. who you are on the field but when they come yep. in to your to your hometown your home state your living room your front yep. door yep. they want to know about your character yes sir you know what i'm saying yes they want to know who you are behind closed doors so yes. you know my grades i i transferred I came in. I came to Westlake. I was mm-hmm. going to a private school from my sixth to eighth grade. I was in private school from sixth to eighth grade, and I feel like um, me being in private school allowed me to sharpen my uh, my 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 skills in the in the in the books. Because when I when I got to public school, um, me within my classmates, I was at the top. You know, yeah. I wasn't no longer competing with private school kids at the bottom. When yeah. I got back to public school. I was excelling past my class in the academics. I only took the ACT mm-hmm. once and uh, scored a 24. I took the ACT in 10th grade, scored a 24, and never took it again. Wow. And when colleges were coming in, when colleges were coming in recruiting, they're like, okay, we have this long DB. He's very good on the field. Let's look mm-hmm. at his transcript. I'm having all A's. I'm mm-hmm. top, that's speaking, speaking highly of character, so you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about off-the-field issues. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about – Um, code of ethics like no he has it there he's you know i'm saying he's Mm -hmm. he's well-rounded we don't have to sell him a dream he knows what -hmm. he he wants and uh Mm -hmm. that's a big that's a big piece that's one of the biggest pieces um even now even still moving forward that's that's the most important piece because your education is something that nobody no one man can take from you Mm -hmm. so um you know you achieve things that are um you once you achieve things that you know, you set goals for yourself and you achieve your goals. You got to, you know, you got to stay grounded. got to stay in the medium. You got to stay right in yeah. the middle because you can't be too high and too low. Yeah. Me personally, I've experienced being too high and I've experienced being too low. Mm-hmm. Um. I got my first offer in the 10th grade from one of the most tops, from the biggest division in college football ever. And you know, when I first got my first offer, I was crying. I went home and I cried. I cried my eyes out. Like,
2: why? I was just, why that?
1: I was just so I was just so overcame by emotion mm-hmm. that um, you know all the hard work that I put in, all the lonely mm-hmm. nights, all the mm-hmm. early mornings in the rain, cold sleep, you know, the sweat, mm-hmm. the tears, the blood, all that work that has, mm-hmm. that has been put in. You know, um, at my age, I was probably I felt like fourteen. Like, can you imagine that, being fourteen? You know, I'm no. having grown men coming into your, into your, to your space, your circle, like yeah, that's early. You know, that's very, very, that's very early. early. That's mm-hmm. real early for a young adolescent kid. You know, who's mm-hmm. who's still going to high school around their peers. You know, being soaked up by so many fans,
2: mm-hmm. fans
1: blowing your your social media up, mm-hmm. fans pulling at you, trying to mm-hmm. bribe you, trying to send you money, trying to yeah. do all types of things to to you know. To, to steer your decision-making process. Mm-hmm. It's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, that is that is one piece that I feel like can be coached a lot more in the youth is to harp on the academics and to know, like, okay, the recruitment process is just to recruit. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And and me personally, um when I got my first offer, I was about 14. Okay. I, I knew that, like, okay, my parents don't have to pay a penny. Mm -hmm. don't have to pay a penny for school so that's Mm -hmm. another another box that i could check off and i was just so Mm -hmm. grateful i was so pleased that you know to see the look on my parents face it's like man like like yeah yeah keep going yeah you know i'm saying keep going so that was just another sign that i was doing the right things and just to you know keep keep working at what i was doing because i knew a lot of my peers you know wanted to be great but you know you had to ask yourself, what are you doing to separate yourself? What are you willing to do to be great? Exactly. What are you doing to sacrifice? Yes. What yes. sacrifice are you willing to make to, you know, level up?
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken; they're true to chicken. The McCrispy. only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Yeah.
1: And um, as I as I continue to go through my recruiting process from ten to eleventh grade, um, by the time I was in by the time I was done with the eleventh grade or going into my senior year, I had over. I had over fifty plus offers. Wow. I had over fifty plus offers. I could write my ticket to any school or any institute in the land because mm. of my academics. Mm. My mm. academics. That spoke a lot because when the when the when they came in, they're like, here's the offer. Here's the offer. You can play ball and you're smart. We need you. It makes you that much more valuable. It brings that much more value to your entire name, um, your academics and um you know at an early age i i really didn't understand but i knew what i was doing and so like you know the recruiting process for me personally it allowed me to see who i was how i treated people you know um mm-hmm. what how people viewed me who supported me who did not support me you know i seen a lot of things through the recruitment process and it taught me a lot about myself and how to treat people mm-hmm. um you know because at an early age if you tell a kid like we're giving you millions of dollars to play the sport that you've been working on your whole life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to also attain a a top degree in the nation um and have so many fans pulling on you mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. you can you can definitely lose focus you can lose Easy. focus you can also you can also um if you lose focus you can also Lose your sense of touch.
0: Yeah. And
1: what, what yeah. I mean by that is like, you know, personal, personal, like personal yeah. skills,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: meeting mm-hmm. people, treating mm-hmm. people. How do you respect people when, you know, when they just want some of your time, you know, because mm-hmm. um, at an early age, kids now, you know, they're on TikTok and they're trying to find the next trend to be to go viral or famous. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. people want attention, you know, people want mm-hmm that attention people want to be felt like people want to feel loved Mm -hmm. and you know too much of it could be a curse you know Mm -hmm. and um I feel like it humbled me in a sense because uh you know I lost a lot of friends I don't talk to I don't talk to many friends that that were at the beginning of my recruitment process you know I had to reevaluate you know my mission my goal what I wanted to do and you know how's how I was going to achieve that and by by my senior year uh by my senior year I came down to my last I came down to my last five schools which were like Florida, Michigan, Georgia, Clemson and Alabama. Mm. And um now, now, that that that's the top of the top. I mean, yeah. you just said you just said that like it's
0: nothing, <laughs> but for people that don't know, that's that's the top.
1: Yeah, 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 it is. It is. Okay. It most definitely okay. is. And right. you know, um having that much leverage, you got to you got to understand know how to cope with that much attention because if you don't and you let it go wherever it goes you can you can deviate mm-hmm. and and lose how yourself did you know
0: how to how did you know how yourself?
1: to cope? um initially i really didn't okay i really didn't um and uh i tried to find like i tried to find ways to to cope with like um with the recruitment process through like through music, try to lean back on music and, and, and other ways that, um, that weren't really the best way for me. And, uh, it didn't take me until it, it took a while for me to understand and realize like, uh, what needed to be corrected and what needed to be fixed in order to continue striving to the main goal. That was, mm. that's been the goal from the start. And, um, And shoot, basically, like uh, I found the Lord. Mm. That's in in all short, like that's just how I can put it. Cause mm. like um, leaving leaving Atlanta, Georgia, and going going far across the across the country, you know, at a, such an early age, um, you you'll think you're you'll think you'll be ready. You know, what I'm saying you'll think you'll have the proper tools, but once you get into the NCAA system, once you get into the system, you know. It's a whole nother world. <laughs> it's a whole nother, a whole nother world. world. Yep. Yep. It's a whole nother world. It's eye-opening business. Like, yep. I didn't understand. Like, okay, I could tell you about this one time. I can tell you about this one time. I remember. See, I early enrolled. I left high school. I graduated high school early. Okay. Was, my walk class was 2018, but I left in 2017. Okay. Went to the University of Michigan. I remember this memory like it was yesterday. I was... There was, there was a contract in front of me, and it was labeled through the NCAA, and I remember reading it. And when I got to the end of the page, there was this guy that walked in the room, and he was like, uh, oh, that's that sheet? I was like, what is this? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You sign that paper right there, and uh, shoot. Uh, he was like, you sign that paper right there, and that's it. That's, that's your life right there that's it's over with for uh it was like no more no more high school football like pretty much he was telling me like um shoot, that's it like you know what I'm saying you about what? to sign your, you about you about to, like you know what I'm saying you about to sign yourself yeah, you're turning your life over you know what I'm saying like yeah it's it like, it <laughs> you crazy. didn't know you didn't know the guy i mean i knew him Okay. I knew him, but I like, I'm, I'm fresh. Like I I didn't, I'm not too familiar with everyone. With the process and all this. I'm 17 years old. Like I'm 17 years old. I'm sitting here. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. (laughs) Like, I think it's funny. I think he's funny. I think he cracked my joke, but no, he's so serious. He's
0: serious. So serious. Serious.
1: (laughs) He's so serious. And you know. Uh, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, you know being a four-star being a top rated prospect coming out, you know you got a little you got a little juice a little fire mm-hmm. to, you, to mm-hmm. your stigma and who you mm-hmm. are and how you carry yourself. So you know going into college um, college football taught me so much as well because there's so many different cultures of people coming from all over on one team mm-hmm. on one team. see back in high school we all grew up together. Mm-hmm. We all knew each other mm-hmm. we knew each other's mothers, sisters and mm-hmm. brothers everything but, you knew to you know business saying? all that <laughs> yeah, so, so 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 what was it like then when you did hit college so when i hit college i was excited um new chapter in my life i was ready i was head over heels to go attack whatever came at my, came at me um i was so ready for it. and uh um, what i wasn't ready for was the the weather like it snowed <laughs> every day, every day. It, <laughs> it snowed every day like i i can remember it snowed from it snowed from Around this time, October, yeah. around yeah. Uh, if, after Halloween parties, yeah. go get your meat coat. Go get that meat. Yeah. <laughs> go get that meat coat because it's gonna be snowing until May. It's Whoa. gonna be snowing until May. But um and that's the I,
0: opposite from ATL. You
1: feel me? You know? so you know that's a that's another switch within itself. And um when I got to college, shoot I had fun, I had great fun and uh the 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 Teammates that I was coming in with, you know, we were we were top rated prospects as well because I was a top ten program. So, oh yeah, was, every was, everybody
0: top of the top. It was
1: fast paced. It was yeah. fast. It was extremely fast. But you know, I stepped up to it. You know, and but what I did not know about college football were the politics. Mm-hmm. You know, college football is a game of straight politics and knowing how to yeah. play your card. Knowing how to play your card. You the cards you dealt with. Matter of fact, my journey being there, you know. Um, I just made a, I had a, I had to make a business decision on, um, I just had to make a business decision. I thought it was right for me to, uh, to enter the portal. Um, so,
0: so to leave Michigan and find a different school to go to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love Michigan. Um, I cherished what I learned there at Michigan, but strategically I had to, uh, enter the portal and, uh. I found a new home at Georgia tech and uh, around that time, the transfer portal wasn't what it's like now. Like um, now anybody can transfer and be eligible and you can transfer before a certain date and be eligible to play. me, it wasn't that. They didn't have that rule back then. It was around 2019. It was Mm -hmm. the springtime of 2019. They didn't have a transfer rule. And at this time, if you wanted to transfer, you had to submit to the NCAA, like, reason of transfer and it had to be, oh. yeah, it had to be solid in order to get your eligibility granted. Georgia Tech was getting a new head coach, Coach Collins. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wanted to go play in the A. like some of the best talent in the world comes from Atlanta, Georgia. And I wanted to go rep that tech. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to go make, make a name for myself, no matter how long it took or what the process looked like. I knew that I was going to be um, prosperous and successful wherever my feet were at. Because, you know, my faith doesn't diminish. So um, when I transferred to Georgia Tech, it was around the springtime. We're coming up upon the summer. um, I had to submit this paperwork to NCAA. And within within the paperwork, um, NCAA, they were reviewing it for a long span of time. I was going through camp with Georgia Tech. And then probably a week before... A week before the game, NCAA tells me that uh, I'm not eligible. Not eligible. I knew you was going to say that. (laughs) That's not what happens. Man. I registered when I was at Michigan. I haven't played that year and a half. And then coming to Georgia Tech, declined another year. So I'm like, man, another two years. Another two years is is, is about to escape me. And then uh, I'm sitting here like, man, like. How can I shake back? How can I shake back? How can I shake mm, back? Like, it's yeah. it's a constant, it's a constant, like, it's not linear at all. It's yeah. up, down, yeah. up, down, up, and then all the way back down. And, then, you know,
2: yeah.
1: it fluctuates very, 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 very rapidly. And you got to be someone who's very, very strong-minded to understand, like, you know, life isn't a crystal stair. Mm-hmm. It will never mm-hmm. be a crystal stair. And you got to understand that, you know, there are going to be highs and there are going to be lows. Mm-hmm. And uh knowing that you gotta know how to deal with them, you gotta know how to internalize them and to not, not let it take you to the abyss. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. That, that goes into mental health. Yes, yes. That's what I'm
0: thinking. As you're you're saying, all this time you spent off. So what was that three, four seasons off of not uh, playing a
1: game? It was it was it was one season. So oh, just only one the season. The reason why where you didn't play- all right, boom. So the reason why it was one season because um, probably like a couple of, okay, boom. so then I go to the compliance office to go speak with the head of the paperwork okay. and I'm reading the paperwork and I'm like, let me uh, read the statements. And then I'm just reading the statements of what, what, um, what was sent over and the statements aren't, they weren't accurate as to what, you know, what I mentioned to the program, to mm-hmm. what I, to, to the reason why I left, because, mm-hmm. um, it's all, it's all strategized.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, there's mm-hmm. a strategy and there's a plan to everything and how I mm-hmm. move. So I went to go read the compliance and it just wasn't lined up to what was stated. So what I had to do then, I had to take it, I had to take it a step further and go into hiring a lawyer, wow. hiring a lawyer, going back to, to trial and appeal and set for an appeal trial. So it's me, my family versus NCAA compliance wow okay hold on how old are you at this time i'm 18 18
0: going to court <laughs> versus the ncaa <laughs> 18
1: I'm 18 well i just turned 19 my birthday's in july by the way so, still
0: it's the same thing you know what i'm saying so like you're not supposed to be a teenager going to court against the ncaa so what was that trying to like? trying
1: to gain my eligibility back you know what i'm saying yeah. just trying to trying to have a fair shot in this college football arena, you know, because I worked hard for, for my time and I worked hard oh, for yeah. my accomplishments. So, you know, I uh, – I, uh, man, I wanted it bad. So, um, shoot, probably like – so leading up into the game, it's, it's, it's Clemson week. Okay. We ought to play Clemson away at Clemson. Um, I'm sitting there at the bottom of the depth chart now because now I'm not eligible. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in the locker room. The team, the team is leaving to go to uh,
0: Clemson. How much? How much is this irritating you? Because Clemson, they won two, three in the country, right, year in year out. So that's mm-hmm. a big game, and you're not able to play the big game. Like how? Yeah. How are you feeling at this moment?
1: Uh, I'm feeling down because I, I wasn't. I wasn't the only one at Georgia Tech's program to experience this. It was also Marquez yeah. Ezert and Antonio's Clayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antonio's Clayton transferred from Florida. Marquez Ezert transferred from Miami. Mm-hmm. All three of us were top prospects as well. We came in and NCAA cleared all three of our like they took all three of our um eligibility away. So it was us three like in the same boat. So like we were just sitting there like wow. we we're sitting there like sitting there trying to think of like man like okay what are we going to do now? Yeah. What are we gonna do now? Because we coming yeah. in here trying to help the team in the yeah. best fashion, in the best way, in the most efficient way we can possible. Yeah. So like a day or two leading up until Clemson, the team is is gone, and I'm sitting in the locker room. And then Lance, Lance is our compliance guy. He comes in and he tells me he's like, "Okay, Spider, I got some news for you." I'm sitting there with my fingers crossed <laughs> like, man, "What you What you about to say, <laughs> <man?"> <laughs> I mean, oh, we don't get through. It better be something good. You know what I'm saying? What are you about to say? Tell me right now. What are you about to say, Lance? I hope it's some good news. He was like, okay, we just heard back from the NCAA and uh, they cleared you. Wow. Like, they, they cleared me. They're like, yeah, you got your ear back. Boom. Wow. Right there on the spot. Boom. I was man. like, yeah. man. My, my heart felt good. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's yeah. go. It's go yeah. time. Yeah. So then, yeah. so then I, so then I bust all the way up to um, South Carolina, um, and play Clemson that night for the uh, for the first time. Like it was my first time ever playing college football. The atmosphere was crazy. Your first game in college was against Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> On the island. On the island, I was guarding. I was guarding Justin Rose, one of my good friends. Who It was woo. yeah. It was ecstatic. It was ecstatic. Yeah. It was ecstatic. Yeah. I, I that's, was. Uh,
0: that's a that's a welcome to college football moment if there ever is one.
1: I was able to realize that college football is corporate America. Mm-hmm. College mm-hmm. football is corporate. It's a, it's a business. You know what I'm saying? So still, I'm, I'm at an early age. I'm like 19. I'm turning 20. So not even 21. So I'm coming to this realization. Like, man, this is corporate. You gotta gotta play the game if you want to play the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Um it humbled, mm. it humbled me. It humbled me. It humbled me a lot. My initial plan was to get my finance degree, start my master's, finish my master's in two years, and have one year of eligibility left and start a PhD degree. Wow. Yeah. All while playing. All while playing.
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McKrispy, Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McKrispy, Only
1: at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And also, 2020 year, yeah, all this while playing. And then, like, my second year at Georgia Tech, which is COVID, 2020, It gets into COVID I, now. I was going to ask you about that, boom, too. COVID, I was right. Co- yeah, <laughs> COVID was crazy. Like, COVID, where, where, where were you that year? What was going on? We were practicing in the indoor. And in the middle of the play, in the middle of the play, our head coach blows the whistle loud as a mug, blows the whistle, and forfeits everything, calls off everything. He tells everybody, okay, boom, we're done. We're done with practice come Whoa. up right now the state of emergency the president just declared a state of emergency um everybody need to go home
0: so well, did you know it was covid related or did you not even know that i this had a feeling was- yeah yeah. Okay. We had a, okay. yeah
1: we knew it was covid related because okay. before before the state of emergency had came into play like you know it was spreading rapidly in china Yep. yeah it was spreading so quickly and you know georgia tech's uh demographic we have a lot of international students so i'm like mm-hmm look, like one way or another, this is coming, like it's on the way. Mm-hmm. So when they called it, when they called us up and they were like, okay, COVID is over, like COVID, practice, football, all this done, go home. Mm-hmm. We're confused because we're like, yep. okay, when we coming back?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially as a student athlete who you guys have regimented schedules where you know every day, this is what we do this practice time. This workout time, this class, this, this. And they telling you now, just no, you're free.
1: Go home. Yeah. We like, man, we got an exam tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Go home. Go home. Go be with your family. Da-da-da-da-da. Get out. Get out the building. So we're confused. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know what's Mm -hmm. going on. We go home. We look at the news. And they're saying, like, okay, like, state of emergency. Everyone needs to leave. Everyone needs to go home. Get inside. And... Us as players, we're just back at our dorm. Like, bro, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Are we like, <laughs> we, like, we'll be back next night. We'll be back. No. 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 <laughs> no, no that's, that's what everybody
0: thought, man. Everybody thought everybody it would blow
1: thought. over.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, I actually, Miles, I work right now as a TV analyst for the Portland Trailblazers. So that season in the NBA, I remember I was driving to an event here in Portland, Oregon, where I am now, where we were doing an event at a at a Boys and Girls Club for some kids. It was an off night for the Blazers. But that same night, the Utah Jazz were playing OKC, at OKC. Yeah. And as I'm driving to the event, I'm listening to the NBA radio, and I hear that that game is being delayed. Mm-hmm. It's being postponed. They don't know why. Rudy Gobert hasn't come out to the court. They're saying yeah. all this stuff. And by the time I got to that Boys and Girls Club, I found out the game is being canceled due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time that happened. And I remember even with that, I still went into that boys and girls club because I was going there to help coach some kids that day and also be a, a guest speaker. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? All these kids, because they were going to be coming to the next Blazer game. I was like, you know what? You guys probably won't be able to come to the game tomorrow, but next week, y'all be back in there. Yeah. We'll be back in the next <laughs> week. Yeah. And next thing you know, Four months go by. It ain't At one Korea. game being played. It was crazy. <laughs> so everybody was hit by that that realization of like, no, this is going to be a minute. But I can't mm-hmm. imagine. That's me in my current situation. My my schedule as an adult, I can pick and choose everything. You like as a student athlete, that's a whole different. You still got to stay in shape.
1: Like, how did you do that? How did you keep Ooh, working out? Yeah. What was the yeah. process with that? Yeah. So the process with that um, I'm constantly working out. I can say I, I am constantly working out and constantly trying to craft my craft. Mm-hmm. Um, but since everybody was going back home, you have players coming from all over. Like you have players coming from Clemson coming back home, players coming back from Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Everybody's coming back home. Mm-hmm. So you have so much talent in this one hub in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia. We're not about to sit sit down forever. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. so all the players, we just we just got together. It just went to the field Mm. and we were at the field every single day because there wasn't nothing else to do.
0: So real quick, though, let me see to me, though, this is that initiative that this is an example of initiative that you and these other players took. Yeah. But y'all had to do this all throughout your life to be able to get to the point where you are now. It's not like this is the first time where you had to figure out a workout. Right. Or you y'all might have been tired or circumstances weren't ideal and you still had to go meet up and get that work in. So that's can can you can you touch on that as you're speaking about this? Just the the sacrifices that really got to be made to get to this
1: level. Yeah. So. The way COVID had hit, um, it allowed for everyone's time to be on an even plane. And what I mean by that is um, nobody was, nobody was forced or nobody was, nobody had to go to work. Nobody had to go in the mm-hmm. office. So everybody was at home mm-hmm. and the question was, um, the question wasn't, it wasn't are we um, is football done? It was really when are they gonna start back?
0: Yes. yes.
1: And so and so since that was the question, we knew that we had time. Mm-hmm. We had time because everybody's at home. And what are you gonna do with your time? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna sit down and just joke off and play the game mm-hmm. all day? Or are you gonna mm-hmm. put in some significant work? Mm-hmm. So then when your name is called or they be like, okay, we're playing this season. Shoot, ain't nothing happened. We back right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I took, I went, I, t- I went and took my trainer, Glenn Ford, with I Dare You Academy um, out of Atlanta. We took, we, uh, man, we took it to the field every day. We was, we was there morning all the way up. We was there probably like 9 a.m. Didn't leave until like 3 or 4 every day. Monday, wow. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Cooling, wow. like just seven on seven. Training, working out cracking jokes like enjoying our time together because we just know we're not gonna have this time back ever again mm-hmm. Had players from all over had Shaq Wiggins AJ Terrell Trey Dean um, Lee Anthony we just had players from all over who we grew up with in the same area training to accomplish that same goal mm-hmm. to this day and uh, you know it's a grind you know you got to be Motivated, and if you're not motivated, you got to find someone who is that can help you motivate yourself yes, or that can yes. moti- bring you along. Yes, and Omega sci was a big component to that because mm. bros mm-hmm. got everybody out the house. The bros mm. was like, Nah, y'all not about to sit down. The bros, we about to work, <laughs> we about to work, yeah. we about to work. Yeah. About to work. <laughs> so, so you know, that kept us going, that kept us driving. like Uplifting the community, how the bros just mm-hmm. sat there and uplifted and just helped anybody who needed help because a lot of people just didn't know what to do. And probably about like probably like mid-August is when they came to the, ver- the verdict as to like, okay, we're going to play, but there aren't going to be any fans. Mm-hmm. We like No fans. Yeah. So we're, so we're playing a mute game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> playing a mute game, playing a football game. <sighs> uh, like, yeah. Just, uh. So we like, bro, this is weird. Uh, when we came back as a team, it was a large margin. Like, you could see who was working. You could see who wasn't working. Yep, yep. Some people yep. came back. Some people came back swole. like, yep, some like came they didn't
0: miss back, no like, time.
1: Well, like yep. like they came out like they just did time or something. Like, and then <laughs> other, other people came back scrawny. Uh-huh. You've been on the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been on the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, with that time when we all came back together, they had our team split up into cohorts. There were like nine different, nine to ten different cohorts, and there were like five players in each cohort. And we just rotated throughout the entire day. Like, okay, cohort one works out at nine, cohort two works out at ten, and so on and so forth. And just kept that rotation and kept everyone separated. But, you know, together in a small sense, 2020 season comes up, we... uh. Playing Florida State, home uh, not home opener, but we play Florida State at Florida State, and we play Florida State this weekend, by the way. But we played Florida State yeah. down there, and uh, we managed to get a win. It was we beat them like like we we gave like we dealt with them, so mm. um, we got a win, first win, and then towards towards the the continuance of the season, uh, I stopped playing. Like I stopped playing, so I, I stopped. I just stopped playing, and a lot of people were uh, opting out. And a lot oh. of people, were, a lot of people were saying like they don't want to play because of COVID, and they don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, they don't want to risk their health. A lot of people were taking a strong stance on that, and and it grew on me like some people were taking this stance because they just didn't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Some people were taking this stance because you know they actually serious about their health, mm-hmm. and others were trying to play a, a political game like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play I'm going to play because, you know, it's politics and I'm going to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. to I'm going to get shot regardless. I'm going to get however many shots they ask us to take just because, you know, that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that right there created a divide in the team as well because the That's team, I can see that. And uh it was rough academically. I ain't going to lie. Like my GPA plummeted that year. Mm-hmm. I plummeted that year I almost almost was academically ineligible. Wow. Yeah. Just because of how tough everything was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So oh. boom. So man, like on the verge of being academically ineligible, trying to struggle and fight for all the points that you can yeah. in a at an institute like Georgia Tech. Yeah. It's hard. Like very, it's real, real hard. So very. But you gotta find a way.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, Miles, I tell uh Kids, young people all the time, whenever I speak to them, when I'm asked to speak, who are student athletes like yourself. Yeah. These coaches are being paid millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, these head coaches, they they're not about to lose their millions of dollars over one or two knuckleheads or somebody who don't want to go to class or somebody who's not dependable to show up to practice. Absolutely. So there's a big awakening that takes place a lot for Big time athletes who maybe have always had the red carpet laid out to them when they then take that next step mm-hmm. to this business, as you're talking about, yeah. and they find out like, no, this is a business, like it's you, a business. You, you, you'll you get replaced quick. quick. If, you're not he- if you're not helping the money come in, like that's it. Yeah. So um, it's everything you have explained has been amazing. This has been one of our best interviews for, for sure. I had a chance to visit your uh, Twitter page. Okay. Just a couple of days ago, when I saw that recently, yeah, uh, you were nominated for the Worthful Trophy.
1: Absolutely, yeah. List
0: which is which goes to college football's premier award uh, for community service. Yeah. So the the athlete who is exemplifying the most, the best, significant community service, and you're part of that list. And part of your work is something you and I talked about really quickly offline that I want to jump into here. is your work with Jackets Without Borders. It's a Georgia Tech athletics program. You visited Puerto Rico in May of 2022 uh, to assist with hurricane rehabilitation efforts, following the storms that devastated the island about five years ago. Mm -hmm. So what I want to know from you is, uh, I think I know the answer to this just based on hearing you talk and hearing what's important to you. But I want to hear from you uh, how important... And how significant was it to you to be nominated for this award? And how meaningful was that trip that you took with Jackets Without Borders?
1: Okay, um, I think it's very meaningful to be nominated for this award. Um, the reason why? Because uh, I have I have so I have a platform to where you know a lot of a lot of young kids uh, look up to me and the youth, mm-hmm. you know, they're striving to be. Better than me, no, they're striving to be bigger than themselves, and so me personally, I feel like this nomination was just you know another stepping stone into doing the right things and to a correlation on and off the field. It uh it brings a big message to Atlanta, Georgia, it brings a big message to you know the community and people who are striving to achieve things that they probably never even have thought that they could accomplish, you know. Because when Hurricane Maria hit in 2015, Mm -hmm it knocked it knocked out everything like from kings to peasants everybody was on mm-hmm. the same plane because the mm-hmm. banks were def- the banks were over you couldn't get any money you couldn't you couldn't get any royalties no no securities nothing because the hurricane and the devastation through 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 it all like houses were diminished a lot of lives lost and what what really set in with me was when i was having uh, conversation with this one lady, her name was Maria. She can she spoke she can speak English because she was from New York. She was telling me how um, how they find joy in life. They enjoy the little things in life that you know. In in retrospect, a lot of people take for granted. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, man, like I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that I met you. I'm so glad that I'm here to be a part in mm-hmm. in helping you have a place to live because I know this is not just one thing that they're worried about. I mean, this happens seasonally. Mm -hmm. this happens every almost every year so Mm -hmm. you know um that experience right there was humbling Mm. as ever because you know we worked all semester raising these funds we're about to go all out Mm -hmm. we're about to go all out get it done yeah about to help these people so um, yeah i enjoyed that that trip I, i recommend anybody you have the opportunity to go service and help anybody for free or for your own, for your own will, or, you know, just for uh, off of the strength of your heart, go do it. Go do it. Cause you never know whose life you're, you're helping out for the betterment. You don't know who, whose life you're changing.
0: Man, Miles, uh, there's, there's a lot of student athletes. I get a chance to talk to you from time to time. And sometimes I'll leave that talk a little, maybe worried or concerned that, the sport that, 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 that athlete plays um, is that athlete's identity. And without that, uh, the concern is who would this athlete be? How are they going to keep going forward? How are they going to find purpose in life? I have not one concern (laughs) with you. I'm not one concern. We've had some, we've had some really good guests on this podcast. Really? We've had some really good guests. Yeah. And and the reason I wanted to do this, the reason I agreed to do this podcast when um, I won, the group was put it on, uh, asked me to do it is for a young man like you and the athletes we've had in this podcast, because. I've been in an unfortunate position to be able to learn some of the lessons you talked about at a rather early age and now live it out in adulthood and see the fruits Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. And. Why it's worth it to make sound decisions, quality decisions, purposeful decisions. I've been able to see that. And I always want that for you guys for that next that next wave, that next line. And it doesn't always happen. Yeah. But for you, it's happening. So I encourage you as much as you can stay on, stay on track,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: stay on the path you're on. I'm telling you, you're on the right path stay on it no matter at what point certain forces come try to drag you one way or the other like you got it man I'm telling you you. you, yeah you got it so thank you seriously for me to you the thing that brings joy to me is seeing young athletes like yourself who are leading the way you are who are trying to live a life that's bigger than yourself you're about other people that's that's all it's about man so kudos to you thank Thank you for joining me today no thanks for having me Lamar my pleasure my pleasure and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be calling todd Stansberry, your athletic director and letting him know okay. um uh I, I just talked to a gem yeah of of, of georgia Tech. so thank you. um yes for sure for sure thank you and that's another thing i'll leave you with this really quick just um i think you get this but i like to remind people of this you never know like who you're encountering you never know certain interactions you have how that might impact something else mm-hmm. um I'm not one to boast and brag and, and say, you know, I got this pull and I got this. But I will tell you this as an encouragement to you and who you are is when I do call Todd Stansberry, what I say lands. And yeah. that's been built. That's been built through relationship. That's been built through consistency. That's been built through him knowing who I am and what I'm about and mm-hmm. vice versa. And so, you know, getting on this call today, I, you didn't know that I knew him the way that I do. And there's other people and there's other people who I probably know that you don't know that I know. But what I do know is I know Miles Sims now. So you you never know when that door might open when somebody asks me about Miles Sims. And then I can speak on your behalf and you're going to be able to do that for somebody else as well. Absolutely. You follow the footsteps you're following right now. You're going to be able to do the same thing. man. So I'm just I'm really excited for you, man. And I'm, I'm proud of you. It's my first time meeting you, but I feel like I've known you. Forever. You have a a way about yourself. You invite people in. Uh, You make people feel like they're a part of something. So just keep going. Thank you. Just keep going. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, my man.
1: All right. Well, you have a good day.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You too, Miles. Thanks for tuning in to Season Opener. Be sure to like, comment and subscribe.